<clears throat> Alrighty. Alright, give it a give the old three, two, one. Damn, son. Welcome to Space Cadets Pod, episode 18. Reunited. Reunited, yes. We're, we're at a desk sitting at the Looking same at desk. each other. This is a thing. I didn't know what human contact was like. This is insane. Australia, you bloody legend. You've done it again. <laughs> you've uh, <laughs> Until we get the second wave, that is. Yeah, until we get the second wave. Until there's a huge wave of people because everyone's catching up with people now. Yeah, I mean the the dinner parties are off the off the chain this weekend, mate. Haven't you heard? <laughs> I bet I'm not enjoying the the traffic, which has returned to normal. Yeah, that's that's that sucks. And petrol prices have gone back up again. They got down to like eighty two cents per oh, liter or something. I should have stocked up. I knew it when I saw that. I told you we should to have stocked up. It's too I don't know how true. you stock up though. You just buy a shitload of barrels. You just and give yourself a full tank instead of a half tank. <laughs> <laughs> Do you give yourself a half tank? Do you really... You're going to have to spend the money anyway. Why would you ever buy a half tank? Yeah, no, I always convince myself that I can get a better deal next time I <laughs> next time I go past the place. Well, it's not a terrible way to do it. No, I end up just filling up half, tank, half tanks only though, so, you know. The only thing is, yeah, if it gets to the point where, uh, you know... I'm increasing my petroleum, like, exposure. That's what I'm doing. Because I have to go twice as often. Yeah, that's no good. I hate it when you pull it out and you get it on your shoes. I had some like real nice suede shoes that I spilled petrol all over the other oh, day. Oh, Jesus Christ, really? Yeah, That's yeah. terrible. And now I've got the action down though. I like every time I pull it out of the car, I like flick my back le- back right leg backwards. Yeah. Like a meter or so. And then it just, all the all the petrol just sort of lands on the ground. Oh, I'm, I'm glad you've got a technique to, to fix that issue that I never had personally, <laughs> but um, I can, I You're can definitely... You're not a sloppy exiter. I can vouch for the for the suede shoes being uh, terrible with uh, dealing with moisture. Oh. They're just... They, be- they look right. beautiful, but they only look beautiful for like, I want to say like two months. I remember an old friend of ours uh, had, these, had these suede shoes that he would always wear when he was going out drinking and like he would just go to grotty bars and they were just horrible. Are you like, talking about... I think you know who I'm talking about. I know about. who you're talking about. We're just about. not going to say any <laughs> any names here. Not to name names, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, they're not They're not really going out shoes. Although my main shoes are suede shoes right now. I'm going to show Matt my shoes right now. What do you reckon? They they still all right? They look like, you know, $20 Kmart shoes. They're not tw- uh, they're $80 <laughs> not Kmart shoes, you dog. Look at them. <laughs> you can buy ones exactly like them at Kmart, but I'm sure look, they will. Look, look at my $5 Kmart I'm shoes. I'm sure they bro. will wear out. Yeah. I, I, you know what? Kmart does a pretty good job at making shoes look good, but it's just, they just don't last very long. They don't last, yeah. They last like a, a couple of months. No, no, that that's a good look. What what you've got there with those with those shoes? <laughs> I, I've got I've got I've got similar ones that are the. I didn't need you to like compliment my shoes. I was just wondering if you think I've managed to keep the suede not messed up for a long long enough time. What do you think? It's, uh, it's yeah. hard to tell in this low light. It's hard to tell that they're suede um, in this low light. Yeah, oh, that, yeah. That, that's probably what it is. It's also hard to tell for our listeners because they're listening, not <laughs> got watching. Got no visual uh, ability here. But we whatsoever. will. We will have visual ability back. Yeah. At some point, hopefully. That's it. We, That's a promise. Yeah, because right before uh, we were isolated, we were we were doing video. We did podcasts. our first video podcast, and then and then, then uh, shit hit the fan. It was yeah, all over. We just got destroyed. It was like um, I'm going away for a week to to New Zealand, and then boom, I can't get back home. Like. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
It would have been funny if I had to do the podcast from New Zealand. Oh, if you were just like stuck in a hotel, then you just hold up in a hotel. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's what happened to the people who came home, I think, like a week after me. They had to spend their isolation in a hotel and not their house because they didn't trust people to stay home. That's nuts. Yeah. It'd be pretty boring. A hotel would be the worst because you, it's, it's, you know, you're not... When you, when you rent out a hotel room, you're not expecting to spend much time there. You, you've got the hotel so that you can do the business or the holiday in that spot, right? Yeah. So, suddenly you're like just basically locked in there because none of those activities are happening. Yeah, right. It's just... It's just a bad time. It's basically like prison. It is. Prison with like tiny towels. Yeah, and and better supplies, you know. And those little little milks. You know the the milk. (laughs) The (laughs) The minibar fridge would become irresistible, wouldn't it? It would. I mean, they'd be making a killing, those hotels, off the minibar fridge. Oh, man. How how annoying are those milks? They're they're just like not big enough, aren't they? They're, They're just like this little plastic thing that kills... Every one of them kills one seal each. And... um. And you just rip it off and it's like 10 mil, mil, milliliters you're of milk. A, you're a big milk guy though. So, I mean, I, 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 I can probably not, understand that. I'm from not at the moment actually. I've, I've started doing 16.8. For me, those little tubs, like that's like too much. I'm like, you know, I use like half of it. You, you, use, you don't use the whole thing? No, I use like maybe three quarters of it or something. But it, you're, you're, a latte, uh, you're a latte man. Yeah, but latte is just a bunch of froth. So <laughs> it's not, it's like mostly milk, dude. All right. Fair enough. Lattes did turn me around on milk, but like for the most part, I'm like a, yeah, a pretty you're, lactose free guy. You're not like a, a dairy by itself kind of person. Are you? No, no, I can't. And it's taken me ages to get onto like fancy cheeses. I've only just started getting into like, you know, the, the breeze and the, yeah. Um, the breeze good, of the dude. World. I got this nice brie that I need to give you. Camembert. It's a, uh, we got a place near us, Oasis, which sells this, uh, uh, this brie and it's so creamy, dude. It's like. It's basically cream instead of cheese. And you just, you just, <laughs> and you just, can just slap it onto some nice anything. savory biscuits. <laughs> I love it. I'll have, to see, I'll have to find out what it's called and give it to you. Yeah, sweet. Sounds like a, sounds like a plan. I remember you guys had that. Um, we, we did a road trip together up north and you guys had, you went to that cheese factory and you got like that like really, um, what, what was it? The flavor of the cheese was really unique. Yeah. You're talking about Tilba Tilba. Am I? Is that the name of the um, the 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 cheese factory? Yeah, um, I think that um that burnt down actually. Cause, really? Because of the that town just oh. got wrecked. I forgot the fires happened earlier this year. Yeah, like, yeah, coronavirus yeah. has totally just like shifted everyone's focus in such a major way. Yeah. So I think Tilba Tilba is a bit of a wreck right now, but um. I mean, don't quote me on that. But Australian government would have been absolutely smashed by all this stuff because I remember them reeling from the bushfires thing and then coronavirus hits like bang. They're reaching deep into those pockets for uh, compensation for people. Well, that's it, man. Like, um, and you gotta, you got to kind of um, worry about that at some point because, you know, the country does have to produce stuff in order to... You know, you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to take a, you know, we should open everything up fully like right now kind of stance on this thing. I understand that we need to be doing it in stages and stuff, but speaking strictly economically, you know. <laughs> Stuff's got to happen. Stuff's got to happen. Otherwise, like it, it becomes like a, like, it becomes it becomes an issue if the, if, if the government's just handing out constant checks, but there's nothing to it are they how does that work they're just printing the money right i don't know i i need to know the inner workings of this shit understand it because i, I mean I there's swear been God, some 
repercussions. There's been some transparency regarding this. Like they do uh, let people know how much their budget is for compensating ex-workers and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I think Australia is not where anywhere near as uh, worse off as the United States at the moment in terms of unemployment. I guess what I'm asking fundamentally is where does the money come from? So pull it out of your butt. Yeah, I, I mean, that's it. Like, uh, like That creates issues though, doesn't it? Well, exactly. So that's what I'm getting at. Like, the, yeah. the federal, if the Federal Reserve is just printing the currency, um, which is at least, what, I believe, what, the process. What is the in issue states. then? Do, do you then uh, mean? Does that mean that money eventually becomes? Is that how you means lower your, your denomination? Like yeah, your currency gets inflated. Yeah. So each of each, like the and the Australian dollar is doing pretty bad. Australian dollar is not doing great. No, no, no. Um, so I think that's a direct. Um, yeah, you reckon that's, that's. I, 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 I don't, don't know. know. I'm we're not spitballing, an ec- I'm, I'm spitballing hard. We're I'm, I'm not an economist. I'm, a, not I'm, I'm a 25 year old student. <laughs> all right. Like, <I've> got <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, no, I think that's a good point. I haven't really thought about it that much, but that's um, that sounds like it could be correct. But it's it's just it's just a matter of but like, like it, you time. Know, you know, the rest of the world would also be doing that as well, trying to support its citizens and like yeah. I guess if one of them allocates more wealth to their citizens than the other. Well, one interesting thing I heard the other day was China's already gone back to full production capacity. Like, and it makes sense. I mean, from what I've seen internally, if that makes sense. Um, but it, it, it's like, you know, they, they had issues. Everyone had issues with their supply chains um, across like March and, um, and April because uh, China basically wasn't producing for it. So, you know, all sorts of stuff that needs to come from China, like, you know, tiny little screws or whatever it is. I don't know. It depends on whatever the business is, right? Yeah, I get my screws from China. You get your screws from China? Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> Chinese screws are number one. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. They, those supply chains got fucked up and now they're like back to normal again. China's just yeah. basically back at full production. I did hear Elon say that. Yeah, that's what I was going to I did watch, uh, I watched the, uh, the podcast, the new one. Yeah, very good. Good stuff. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean, those guys did go pretty hardcore on the uh on the pro open everything up. You yeah. Know, fuck the virus thing. I'm not 100% on that. I, I don't think that's, I don't think that's a from America's perspective that's not a great idea because they're they're like they've the, they've had a lot of problems. They've got a lot of cases like yeah. still out there like, you know, people who if they just yeah. went back to normal like it wouldn't be good for them, you know. Yeah. I mean, I don't know because like the like they say, like in some areas, um, medical facilities haven't been overwhelmed, but in some they have. So, you know, and it didn't take very long for medical f- facilities to be overwhelmed. It took like a month. And then suddenly they've got issues with people who can't get into the hospital. So, you know, it's going to come out of nowhere, even if you think you're a, or an area that hasn't been at risk or hasn't, you know, had an issue. Mm. So, I don't know. It seems... Uh, yeah, it seems a little blase for them to be talking about stuff like that because that's going to rally people up. Yeah, that's it. Uh, and, uh, uh, yeah. I think they've already got enough rallying up at the moment, like, based on the, the protests I've seen and stuff like that. Um, have you have you um, heard of All Gas, No Breaks on uh, YouTube? No. You should definitely check out his stuff. Is this... Uh, I think you've described this to me before. Is this just some dude who blasts you with information really quickly and loudly? He kind of reminds me of Nathan Fielder in a way, but in reality, he's kind of just like this super... He's able to keep it super neutral um, as a um, a reporter, like holding the mic out for people who are just batshit insane at like different, um, you know, 
festivals or events like that have got like you know a certain extreme crowd in it you know like so he did he went to the fairy convention he went to the flat earth convention he went to like you know this 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 festival called gem and jam where it's just all these hippies who are super obsessed with gemstones and getting high you know oh, I feel, and he interviews all these people i feel bad for people i feel bad for the furries when people go and interview the furries because like like obviously there's no good reason for getting dressed up like an animal and being kind of flirty but like you know getting the, getting kinky as it's a just fox. like they don't there's no answer to that it's like why do you do this it's just like it's just something i like to do you just, know? <laughs> just leave me alone <laughs> it's good <laughs> it's good for the soul but uh yeah no that sounds cool i'll have to check him out yeah now while well, he put one out about um the uh the coronavirus protesters and it's part probably the most batshit insane video i've seen this year like of people who are protesting against the isolation yeah protesting against iso who are just like crazy man like one of these guys was straight up like cough in my face cough directly into my face like you know just like going around on the street like asking people to cough in his face yeah you know see it doesn't do anything like you know (laughs) it's just like what (laughs) that sounds insane yeah. Okay. Matt's gonna grab me a beer. Yeah. I mean, I think one of the one of the good things to come out of it is that people are gonna start um, paying more attention to hygiene because I know, like myself, I'm kind of I'm kind of a bit blasé when it comes to that as well. So um, I'm sort of taking more notice now of when I wash my hands and stuff. And I, I would have I would consider myself like someone who wouldn't normally wash their hands that much because I don't really care about that sort of thing. But it's because we're dudes, <laughs> which is gross. <laughs> <laughs> that's right yeah 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 i, I think, guess i think like, that's it it's just getting all the dudes in line because they're just they're just out here slobbering on shit usually but now they're like oh hang on a minute <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah uh, yeah i guess so i don't know no no i think it's i think it's good and like people shouldn't be uh you know uh being blasé about uh being sick around elderly people as well so that's that's a good thing to take yeah note of. no absolutely absolutely yeah you gotta kind of um think twice about that like hey. if you're sick just don't just don't go visit your older family members like it shouldn't yeah yeah pretty much that's fine that should that should uh apply anytime not just now yeah no you're 100 percent right I, I i did hear an interesting um interesting statistic on on the um on like who's dying of coronavirus thing i think it was also in that that podcast we were just discussing elon and joe rogan but it's like more people, uh, sorry, like the average age of coronavirus victims is higher than the average age of death. Yeah. So it's just like being, it's just like crushing people who are already older and have, you know, fragility there. Yeah. I guess though that people see that as like, hey, these people wouldn't have died otherwise, you know. Like, it might be higher than the average age of death, but imagine if it started changing the average age of death, you know, and made it younger. You know, that would be a... Yeah, no, I... I yeah, not to not to take away the seriousness of the, uh, of the, um, the virus at all, but... Yeah. Yeah, no, it is, it is, um, it is interesting. Yeah, I, I think, I think people are being, being more aware of that, that sort of stuff, or at least, um, I feel like my family has, um, with our older... Um, older folks kind of just like, hang on a minute. I've got a bit of a cough. I'm not going to go see, I'm not going to go see her kind of thing. Yeah. Whatever it is. Yeah. No, that's fair. 
I gotta go see my grandma though. It's been like <laughs> so it's been long. a while. It's hey? been months and months now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, it's all right. You could go see her. You just probably don't hug her. I guess. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. No, hundred percent. You almost hugged me when I walked in today. That was intense. Felt like I was being attacked. Yeah, that was a bit confronting, wasn't it? <laughs> be hard to be hard to deal with uh, straight so off the ISO. There's quite the spectrum. I've, I've been noticing like of people around the street and the, the the reaction that people have. Some people will completely leave the footpath. They'll be, they'll like get off the footpath yeah. and they're like, yeah, they treat don't you like touch you. me. Yeah, yeah. I get I get the 1.5 meter thing. I don't see how walking past someone is really that bad. I know everyone's holding their breath. I'm holding my breath when I walk past people. So <laughs> like, if you hold your breath. Walk past someone. I don't think holding your breath does anything, though, does it? No, I, I don't know that it does anything either. I guess I guess if you avoid breathing out. <laughs> yeah. Actually, you would have to avoid breathing in, though, too, wouldn't you? Because, you know, that'll stop you from... You right. Know. So, could people just hold their breath? Some people just could... hold their breath. Is that right? I, I think we've know. just science this shit right here. We've figured it out. <laughs> we figured out the we solution to coronavirus. We figured it out. We need to shout this from the rooftops. <laughs> oh, that's kind of what we're doing here, isn't it? Well, holding your breath's definitely a better uh, strategy than injecting yourself with um, with a sanitizer. Oh, holy hell! Did you hear that stuff then? Yeah, yeah, that's quite old old school news now. It is a but, bit, yeah. But um, I think Trump made a joke about it, and then people were like calling um poison hotlines, like saying, "Can I do this? Is this good?" What? So, Trump made a joke about how people should just inject themselves. I, d- I haven't actually heard the con- the original context, you know, the original Yeah, I, wa- I watched it. Oh, you did? Yeah. He made a joke about it then, right? He wasn't like... No, he, was, he, he wasn't joking. He said later that he was joking about it, but like at the time, you, you, so wa- you watched it, clip, he wasn't joking. He wasn't joking no. in the clip. No, he was just like, he was, he was he's like, his mind was wandering. He's like, oh... I don't know. We'll we'll figure out a solution for it. I mean, sanitizer. If if maybe there can be some sort of injection. I don't know. Like it wasn't a joke. He was he was just like sort of trying to spitball, but like in the most retarded way that possible. It kind of sounds like a joke to me, though. It wasn't a joke. All right, I'll have to watch the clip. Watch it. I hate that, that I haven't watched was, the clip, so I can't argue this. <laughs> that was his defense: was that I was joking. But yeah, he, there was so much backlash. Like as if you wouldn't say you were joking. Yeah, you know. Well, I mean, I, I wonder how many people ended up dying from just going, yes, yes, Trump, that sounds great. <laughs> you know, I've got this old dirty heroin needle. <laughs> Stick it, just fill it with, uh, <laughs> with Sani. There's this great um, artwork um, of that. Um, there's an Instagram artist called Beeple Crap. And it's just like, uh, they're kind of like politically charged artworks. And it's and it's just one of like this huge tank Trump with all these like needles of uh, detergent sticking out of it. Mm. It's pretty funny. You you wouldn't like it. You're an I an, wouldn't like it. You're an anti needle. No, I can't. Individual. I can't handle that. <laughs> <laughs> you know when, what? When did your fear of needles begin? I think it was um, when I was uh, potentially eleven or twelve years old, and I ran up some sand dunes in in my hometown on the coast. And um, oh, I, don't I like had this story already. Yeah, I had um, <laughs> I had like bare feet, and I hadn't cut my toenails recently, and um, my foot hit a my my big toe hit a root, and um, I capped like I pulled the the whole toenail off, like not 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 clean. Ugh. Um, it, it it was still hanging on by um, you know, the uh, the skin like 
Okay. You know, yeah, yeah. The, the picture's and, vivid enough. Let's and, move on. Yeah, so I had to get I had to get two local anesthetic injections in my toe, um, so that he could, you know, numb the pain enough to rip the toenail off. Poof. The rest of the toenail off. This is the doctor. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, it was not fun. So I think that's I where mean, it started. I thought you were actually gonna say you stepped on a needle, which would have been even worse. That would have sucked. So that didn't go as badly as I could imagine, but toenails coming off also not a lot of fun. No, there was there, it was not good. Like the toenail did grow back. You know that that is the amazing thing about the human body. There is a lot of regeneration aspects to it. Especially toenails. Are they the fastest growing thing on the human body apart from hair? I don't know. I've been cutting my toenails a lot more like since. It's all right. I think we still picked it up. <laughs> <laughs> I've, um, I'll go I've been... in and edit that and turn it up so that we can get the clarity on that one. Yeah, you're gonna have to max that one out. <laughs> That's the problem about that's the problem with drinking beer and doing podcasts at the same time. Like you just you hear all those sounds that you shouldn't hear. hundred percent. We should be drinking whiskey instead. That would solve this problem. Yeah, it would solve the problem. You know, no one ever burped while they were drinking whiskey. They just made plans for their private jet or something like that, you know. Yeah. Yeah, what is that that's doing that? Is it just the amount or is it the yeast or it might be the yeast? These things are carbonated. Whiskey isn't carbonated. Ah, of course. That's yeah. what it is. That's what it is. There's actually air in the uh, inside the the bubbles, the drink. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. You got that. You got that. That's good. So if we were drinking a lot of like raspberry um, soft drink soda, probably be having a similar reaction. Having a similar reaction, except we'd also be bouncing from the walls from all the sugar. Yeah, I don't know. Is that a myth that you get? Amped up on sugar? No, surely not. Yeah, maybe not. Well, uh, uh, I mean, I think people um, sort of over-exaggerate it because they're like, "I'm drinking sugar, therefore I must be hyper," and then they, that that thought gets them excited. Have you ever been at a kid's birthday party at a Rugrats where they've got red cordial? Have you ever met any children at all? They're going nuts all the time. How how would I know if they've had red cordial or not? Like you put you put a group of kids together, they're going to go ballistic whether they have red cordial or not, dude. This is true, but they go they go even more ballistic with we, red cordial. We need to do a control test. Okay, I'm with you. We, we need to study this. You it's know? like, I'm pretty sure they'd go nuts anyway. And you blame it on the red cordial. My kid's not usually like that. You gave him red cordial. Like, he is nuts. No, one's, no, one's, no one's acting like that. They're just like, ah, oh, the, the kid's got into the red cordial again. Ha <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there'd no, be I'm some gonna... people would be opposed to red cordial. Now I gotta go climb into the into the Rugrats uh, tube to to pull him out because he's gone crazy and taken his pants off inside the uh, the ball pit. The Rugrats tube. You know what I'm talking about when I say Rugrats? Oh. I'm talking about like those indoor play centers. Yeah. Crazy Critters was the name of the one that was local. Why did to you us. say Rugrats though? Isn't that a TV show? No, there's like a chain of them. I think called okay. Rugrats. Yeah, I can get around that. Yeah. Um, I love ball pits. Not anymore. I used to love the idea of them, but I never got, I never like got into them enough. I don't think I never got the satisfaction out of them. They were just like, they were there every now and then and I never got enough of it. And now I just don't care about it. Yeah. No, that's, it's, that's it's a weird one. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much it. It was always like in the moment, this is, this is the best thing ever. I need to do this like every week, you know, but then, yeah. you know, just wouldn't do it again for another two years. <laughs> I guess you move on to foam pits. Foam pits are like the next cool thing. Like with gymnastics for an, for an adult, yeah, 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 yeah. They're pretty dope. They're pretty cool, but it's also like a bit gross because like there's heaps of people diving into this foam. 
<laughs> that's like looking starting to look a bit more brown than it used uh, to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, they are a bit dank actually. Now that you mention it, I never really thought about that. But it's just a bunch of sweaty bodies just like <laughs> flinging into the same like area of the foam pit each time, kind of thing. <laughs> they can't be good for no, the longevity I'm sure of foam, that. Foam pit managers aren't doing too well at the moment with the whole corona. Foam pit managers <laughs> had a serious downturn. <laughs> phone this analysis <laughs> coming up next. <laughs> when you said something about Rugrats, you reminded me of um, a conspiracy out there. Well, not I don't know if you would say conspiracy theory as per se, but it's just like kind of like a fan theory for um, what's going on in the Rugrats. I think you should Google it, man, because I can't remember exactly what's going on there. Are you, are you go- in a um, Google-worthy position? I'm not connected to the internet, bro. Oh, of course. I'm silly. Um, it was basically like um, all of the all of the kids in Rugrats are figments of Angelica's imagination. Damn. I don't think I remember enough about Rugrats to really be with you on this one. I, I remember <laughs> that there was someone in it called Angelica. Well, she Angelica? Was the, she was the main one, right? Yeah, she was the, um, the girl with um, like blonde hair. Uh, okay, no, I don't remember. She was she was the one at the top in this photo. Okay, but well, she wasn't the main character, was she? I don't know. I'm 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 just <laughs> gonna type in Rugrats theory. Let's see what we can get because this might be some entertainment for people. I'm starting to remember some of these kid shows that I watched. I think some of them were pretty messed up. Rugrats is not the worst, but I think there was worse ones. Well, Rugrats is kind of fucked because it's about toddlers, and toddlers are it's just a menace. Was so, it like that show called Veronica or something? You remember that? Uh, where they regularly, yeah, uh, they all had like big heads, but like there were images that were distorted, like there were pictures of actual people. But Angelica was the name of the um the the bad character, the, the antagonist in that in that TV show. I don't know, man. Yeah, no, that's that's probably where you're making the connection from. Yeah, so maybe. I've got this uh I've got this chunk of text here. You ready? Okay, hit me with it. The Rugrats really were a figment of Angelica's demonic and unimaginable unimaginable imagination. Chucky died in 86 along with his mother. That's why Chaz is a nervous wreck all the time. Tommy was born in 88, but he was a stillborn. That's why Stu is constantly in the basement making toys for the son who never had a chance to live. DeVille's had an abortion in 1990. Angelica couldn't figure out whether it would be a boy or a girl thus creating the twins. Uh, as for all grown up, um, the teenage Angelica becomes uh, became addicted to various narcotics, which I don't know what's go- where this is going. Actually, <laughs> this is this is going deep. But all check right. it out if you if you yeah, got if, a, you, if you're after, into rug a strong affinity with a rug wedge, this which is, is complete- probably rare. <laughs> <laughs> this is completely lost on me because I don't remember anything about Rugrats. But um, yeah, great. Fair, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that uh, that kids' cartoon with the um? It was like there was always the baby screaming. It was like these. Um, it was like Flintstone like characters, mm. cavemen, um, on ABC Kids. Did you watch a lot of ABC Kids? Uh, maybe I don't know. I, I remember Pingu. Did you, Did watch, you watch Pingu? I, I definitely watched a lot of Pingu when I was. Pingu was good. Pingu was a solid one. Yeah. Did you watch Cheese TV in the morning with uh, Pokemon and Dragon Ball Z? I don't think I watched TV in the morning. Oh, no. I mean, I Devastating. just... Devastating. I just, like, I want to wake up as late as possible, even when I'm a kid, to... This is true. I'll wake up and leave the house. That's that's how I operate. I, I don't want to do things in the morning. I really got up early enough to watch that stuff. 
I was always rushing out the door. Yeah. Would you let your kids watch TV in the morning? If they were up at like 7 a.m., like, surely I'd be like impressed and like happy about that. Might be a good thing. Maybe you could say to them, like, you can only watch, you can only watch TV in the morning. Yeah. And then they'd. Do they come home dead tired? I don't know. I was thinking about that. Nah, surely they can't get themselves up. It depends how, how determined they are. There's some determined children out there. Yeah. Man, we're watching a lot of um, The Last Dance. It's like a Michael Jordan documentary. It's crazy. It's like super... It, it goes goes right into like all these, all these interesting narratives. So basically the story with Jordan is this, right? He uh, like was fighting for ages, you know, in the playoffs. Finally gets a, a championship in 1991. And then he gets another two more after that back-to-back being the, becoming the first... Um, player to ever lead a team to a three-peat and then he uh, quits and plays baseball for two years for 18 months and then he comes back to the team and then wins another three championships in a row again and then retires again and then that's basically the end of his story yeah right so like no one's no one's really you know performed at that intense high level like and had such, you know, proof of excellence as that guy there. Doesn't he run a team? He does now. Yeah, he bought the Charlotte Hornets. Yeah, that's right. I saw I saw him in America, uh, sitting on the sidelines watching the Charlotte Hornets. Oh bullshit! That's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Was he just looking looking pretty like stern because the Charlotte Hornets absolutely suck? Yeah, because <laughs> the Charlotte Hornets absolutely suck. It, Jordan's um. His direction is not enough. They actually just need to be better. Well, it's uh, his his um his track record as a as a owner is just nowhere near as good as his track record as a player. And I mean, maybe it's just a function of um he he bought into one of the five like lowest um priced um teams in in the league. You know what I mean? Could also just be an entirely different skill. It is that too. Teaching and doing is not exactly the same thing. Yeah, he kind of just willed everyone. To, to championships like he was a total dick to his teammates but um like he 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 would just like push him like you know to to kind of be resistant to to taking that sort of shit like that that um talking smack you know like um made him resistant to it so that um you know when they were actually in the death of the playoffs like actually trying to make it happen like they would totally what, so he was shit-talking him? In, like, practice and stuff. In, like, practice. Yeah. Nice. He, like, would get in fights with people and stuff. It's an interesting way to do it. But, I mean, if it works... <laughs> well, I mean, it, it did It probably it did works work, better right? than usual. He, he dragged him to six championships in eight years. Like, that's that's super, super rare in a league like the NBA, especially at that point in time when it had, like, you know, pretty much its whole host of 30 teams. Because, mm. like, some guys have won more championships than that. Like, you can look at Bill Russell and the Celtics in the 60s, but, like, that... Like, he won 11 championships in 13 years. But there was, like, six or eight teams in the league. So, it's, like, kind of not as... It it, it gets taken down a notch, you know, the impact of that many rings. Yeah. And when I say rings, I just mean championships. Like, yeah. Yeah, right. Sorry, I've just gone nice. off into, a, like, a sports tangent to the max. And this is, like, the furthest from your uh, your area of Yeah, I expertise. mean, you can definitely talk about sports if you want, but it's just going to be you talking. I'm I'm happy to listen, but I'm not contributing. So was, <laughs> my my one contribution is I've seen the dude, so that's not terrible. 
No, that's not terrible. That's more than most. <laughs> <laughs> Especially all our listeners out there who are just like, what is he, what is he going on about? <laughs> <laughs> nice. What the fuck? It rings. <laughs> yeah, no, not even I know. Maybe you should explain it for the listeners. Or maybe we should move on. <laughs> well, they, you just get a championship ring. And I'm talking like a literal ring that you put on your finger um, when you... Like, you know, it's like decorated with jewels and, you know, the colors of your team. Like when you win uh, the championship, like everyone on the team gets a ring. And so it's like, oh, I've got three like rings, baby. Of a, I've got instead of a three medal? championships that I've won in my life. Hmm? Is it like instead of a medal? It's made out of metal. It's a it's a ring. A medal. A me- oh, a medal. Yes. Kind of like that. Yeah. 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 You. Uh, they might get a medal too. I don't know. They get a lot of... They just get... Uh, all the bling. They just get all the bling at the. They get some yeah. earrings. They get a ring. They get the medal. These are NBA players. I don't know if you know about the, the demographic of that, but like you know, <laughs> super up. super rich African Americans. Like they are blinged up. <laughs> <laughs> is bling still a thing? I don't know. Bling is I, bling is still a thing. I believe. I don't know if it's as extreme as it was at one point in the noughties in the in the ooze. Yeah, I always feel weird when I'm trying to say that. Um, there's no good way to say it. No, is there's it? not. Thousands, the thousands. I don't know how you'd say it. Yeah, but if you say the 2000s, it's like you're referring to the whole millennium. We're just trying to talk about the first decade, you know? Yeah. It's the ooze. Nah, it doesn't sound good. It sounds like you're talking about, like, you know, some poison sludge. That Too many vowels, not enough. Come out of your sink. Not enough <laughs> consonants going on. It sucks. The, 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 the naughties is kind of good, but then again, it also kind of sounds like you're talking about being naughty, which is kind of a bit weird. Wasn't it a naughty time? Oh. There he's off for another. Not as not as naughty as these these burps coming out left, right, and centre. <laughs> we, we've, we've, we've I don't think beers. What's going on? I don't think beers and podcasts is a good combo. I mean, it, it is a great combo. I'm having a good time, but I mean, at the same time, we've got we've got we've got endless a, uh, backlash. <laughs> not backlash, you know. Just burps. Yeah, maybe it's not a good idea because I'm I'm a bit. I'm a bit hazy at the moment, hey. I'm a bit, I'm a bit woozy. I'm just kind of like, you know, lolling my head back and forth. You bloody light, mate. Wait, mate. Oh, I can't even speak, maybe. <laughs> yeah. I, I haven't had drinks in many, many days. <laughs> That's right. I mean, we are we are out of practice because... I'm being a perfectly respectable adult the past week. <laughs> have you? So, you haven't been drinking during, um, during isolation? Because, I mean, that, there has been issues with alcoholism. At this time, hasn't there? I'm not surprised at all. Um, yeah. Because some people would just go like, well, what recreational thing can I do? You yeah. Know? I, I, yeah, I can definitely see that that being a thing. Yeah. I you don't know. You become comfortable yeah. with drinking by yourself. It changes the game. I haven't really drunk much. I mean, it's it's it seems more of a social thing to me. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I, I think not... it's best to stay that way, really. Yeah. I think any, any drug, uh, except... I guess coffee's all right. Coffee kind of gets me kind of hyped up. Except meth. <laughs> Except meth. <laughs> nah, meth's all right as a social thing, bro. <laughs> it's only a social thing. No, oh, God. nonsense, of course. There's, um, <laughs> this this all, all gas, no brakes dude, he's, he's hilarious. He just goes, you know, talk, talking, to, talking to these like really cooked out units and they're just like, you know, oh, I, I smoked G-Funk with a homeless guy under a bridge last night, you know. He's <laughs> like, what's G-Funk? Oh, well, I don't really know what it was molecularly, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> molecularly. <laughs> yeah. Pretty good. 
And then there was people in the YouTube comments just being like, G-Funk is meth. <laughs> G-Funk oh, no. is fucking meth. Like, <laughs> Yeah. I mean, people used to go on about, there was like a big meth problem in our hometown in Geelong, right? But is it, is yeah. it as much of an issue in Melbourne? I don't know. Or I, I haven't heard much about that recently. So yeah. I, I, I think Geelong had a lot of hardship um, once uh, the manufacturing went away kind of thing but it took a while before like the effects of that fully set in you know um i don't know i mean i don't know about the internal work oh you reckon it's related to the um the manufacturing industry well just the general economy of geelong because like what ford are we being a bit specific here for a a global podcast potentially maybe we are maybe maybe not though because maybe there's you know listeners from geelong who would enjoy us talking about how the ford plant closed and you know yeah, people I mean, started moving to the city for work instead. Yeah, and other people were just left without work. And I mean, I'm sure it happens all over the world in smaller towns. Yeah, it does if uh, you know regional? If you know towns. one town's got too much invested in one particular thing, can be an issue. Actually, counterpoint in Europe, everything's kind of a bit different in terms of their built environment because they have like a lot of towns that all have you know couple of thousand people or something like that you know but mm. they don't it, it's not um as extreme with the uh the proportion of the population in where you know what i mean like they kind of tend to have just lots and lots and lots of villages lots and lots and lots of towns you know um yes they do have some bigger areas that are you know built up Is like that because ours, there's they're not as spread out in areas like that like, you know, because uh, I guess you have issues with um, drug usage in, like, America because some towns are very isolated and very poor and very disconnected from, you know, the bigger hubs. But in Europe, the country is so a lot close. smaller. Yeah, no, I yeah. think that might be a very much a part of it because, you know, a big a big thing that's been happening recently as far as drug crises are concerned is the whole um, opiates, the, the legal opiates epidemic in um uh, in the US um, and like you know for example um, this area that they refer to as the Rust Belt which is like where they had a whole bunch of manufacturing and stuff like that um, you know in, uh, Kentucky slash you know I don't know this whole, this whole area just beyond the Appalachian Ranges kind of um, I, I don't know specifically where the Rust Belt is I should <laughs> but um, it, it's it's just like um just been devastated by a whole bunch of people who are just addicted to you know fentanyl and these other like opiates that are are these like a lot uh, more dangerous than antidepressants the that are getting like uh, blase um, sort of just given out too freely or what what are they yeah I mean basically they've just got like issues with their with their the way that their medical system runs and part of that is um, the pharmaceutical industry. Big pharma, I guess you could call it, just being just running rampant with, um, you know, its uh, its its prices and its um, its its influence over, um, you know, people's decisions. Like, you know, they they they're funding. They're, they're most likely. I don't know if this is proven, but they're fund. They're probably funding doctors to like, you know, uh, push their meds, you know, and certain things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, like the big big pharmaceutical companies come and say, like, you know. Yeah, that becomes sort of an we'll issue when, here. Uh, when uh, you start uh, marketing uh, pharmaceuticals as well, and well, sort of you can't like have ads patenting. for pharmaceuticals in Australia. That shit, yeah, just wouldn't fly. Yeah, but and over there, enough. it's like 
you know, every every I can, minute. I, I feel like I can remember ads for Panadol and things like that. In um America? No, in Australia. Back in the day. It, it, if, if it exists, it's just certainly nowhere near as prominent, right? Yeah. Because over in the States, I remember um, I, was a, I was a wee lad when I went over to to the United States of America. But uh, I, I do remember seeing like pharmaceutical ads. Like, yeah. Get such and such great pain relief. And, you know, I actually know yeah. they do have those kind of ads in Australia. It's just kind of toned down a bit or something. Because you got like there in our health plus and these supplement kind of, you know. There must be some ads. sort of regulation around that in Australia. It's I think be. I think any it should be if anything more serious than alcohol legislation because you, in Australia you're not allowed to advertise alcohol in a way that makes it <laughs> seem like it makes you a better person or makes you stronger or anything like that. Well, they kind of but, fucked up there. Have you seen like the 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 big ad by Carlton Draft? No, but that's the thing. Like that that was great because it didn't make. Uh, beer seemed like it would make you a better person or it would make you stronger or prettier or whatever that was just really creative and it kind of like boxed it kind of boxed um, these advertisers in to make something that was really interesting and didn't yeah, contrast with the like the regulations which is kind of good creatively to get boxed in because then you, you come up with something really different a specific brief a specific brief yeah yeah. you gotta Definitely. work to a specific brief you can't yeah. you can't just have a brief where it's like you can do whatever you want because then you'll just be like you're just yeah. Not be as creative with your solution. Yeah. You need to have a problem to solve. Yeah. That's how you get the best um, output. Getting told what to do to some extent can be really good for you if you're trying to make something. Yeah. 100%. 100%. So not, not getting completely told what to do, obviously, like do this, do this, do this, do this. Micromanaged. But like, this is, yeah, yeah. You don't want to be micromanaged. But you do want some sort of direction. You don't want to just be like... Yeah. There's nothing to go off. Just make whatever you want. I'm sure you've found that with clients, right? Yeah, like, you know, absolutely. Some, some clients are just like, man, all your work's amazing. Just give me something, you know? Like, yeah. And and then... No, I much prefer it. I, I, I don't like clients to be too over-controlling, but I don't like them to just say, make me anything. You've had the other end of the spectrum as well. You've had some who are just like double-checking yeah. on you every every minute of the day and stuff like that. Uh. Yeah, or just like you know, never being you know, you know, always wanting to change something. You know, that's that's I think, annoying. I think you know, but you can charge in variations for that though. When I lose interest, <laughs> or when I when I when I don't find it exciting anymore to do the project, it's gonna suck. Like, so you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot. You got to start charging variations, man. That's how you get it done. Yeah, I think the whole construction industry just operates on variations now. I think that's the conclusion I have drawn from that's all this. That's not a bad idea. I've done things like that before, where to add like add specific sections. But yeah, you just add like you know an extra twenty percent on top of what the original contract price was for just like you know one small change that's gonna you know cause yeah. a certain amount of hours, and then they're dissuaded from doing it again. Mm. Yeah, nice. Yeah. I'm fairly sure that's basically just how how the <laughs> how everything works in construction. Full stop. Mm-hmm. It's just like nonstop variations. The the contractor's got to do extra work. Here you go. Here's the here's the bill for it. Yeah. People arguing over variations. They probably pre they, the ex- they they'd figured all that stuff out before as well. Like you know a buffer percentage for how much variations are going to cost. You know because there's going to be you know un- unforeseen expenses in well, the beginning. But that's the thing. You can't really say like, um, you know, okay, here's the contract. Here's a maximum like variation rate that could be applied, you know? Like that's kind of not really what happens because a variation is just like you're, you're actually shifting the scope of the works, you know? If you've, if you've been told, can you draw me a beautiful 
butterfly and then they come back and say also i want this like awesome like knight you know like with a in shining armor with a sword and stuff like behind him like you know that's changing the scope of the works like that wasn't originally agreed upon um and you've got to do all this extra work to make that happen so it's not really something that you can allow for early on yeah not you specifically but i mean you could you could assume not the worst case scenario, but you could assume that you're going to have to spend so much money on variations if you change your mind over the course of the project. Well, if the client's the client. going to change their mind, then like they should they should expect to take a fee for that, like a variation. Yeah, that. I mean, I mean, as a client, you could you could factor into your budget like maybe I'm going to have to pay more because I'm yeah. going to change my mind or something like I that. I feel like it's to it's to war, um you know to shield yourself from you know clients who are kind of just taking advantage of the fact that they've you know got to control over what the thing's going to end up looking like and you know kind of like changing what they want it to be as it's happening kind of thing as opposed to yeah being very clear in what they want in the first instance and then just waiting for you to deliver yeah absolutely yeah yeah because yeah it's a nice balance but i mean i've been i've been uh doing this long enough that i have clients that i like now and who come back to me and like i've got enough work from them Mm. Uh, that I don't need to go looking for new people. Oh, that's that's and, easy and like then, the, hey. the bad clients aren't around anymore because we both had a bad time. They were bad to me and I gave them a bad result because I didn't like the way that they were interacting with me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they're not, sort of not around anymore. Like the people, the, the annoying people don't stick around very long. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah, no, true. You will always come across new annoying people though. And, yeah. you know, it's important to, you know, be good at, <laughs> yeah not saying that you aren't <laughs> <laughs> i think like the the higher the caliber of the project it's sort of the, the less annoying people you tend to be because they've got to that point where they're they've got an established idea and you can't get to that point by you know having something yeah, fundamentally around and yeah. having something fundamentally wrong with the way you interact with people yeah no so i get like, it the better the project generally the better yeah basically the higher people. the budget right <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. No, that that that's that's something I've seen reflected in my own work. Um the the people who are when you're working within lower budgets you're gonna expect a bit more um I don't know, people not like not reading things, misunderstanding like what you're gonna do or whatever it is. Yeah. I mean with lower budgets because budget the budget essentially dictates how much of your attention is going to go into that project, right? Pretty much. Because it's like the incentive. Yeah. So, uh, with lower budgets, you've kind of got people going, oh, well, you know, this is taking up like 2% of my attention. So, you know, people are going to get mad at people who are only giving 2% of their attention, but, you know. But it's proportionate, right? Because, yeah. like, you know, I don't want to name any figures, but, like, you know, say say you were offered a figure that's kind of lower than what you're accustomed to getting you you're not going to put much effort into that right but if you're if it's if that if that figure is way above what you usually get then it's like oh my god suddenly this is the priority this this job yeah. you know because it's going to make me so much as a proportion of all my other jobs that i've got going on kind of thing yeah um so so yeah yeah i mean it is important to be loyal as well to people who you said yes to and just because you oh, of course and just because your priorities change change doesn't mean you can forget about the person no no you know? no absolutely yeah, that, you're that, right that proportion does change as you sort of get better and better but yeah yeah it's interesting yeah no that that is a good point because you don't 
you want to you want to maintain like you know a good reputation overall um so by taking on a contract and then you know later coming up uh, you were i don't know <laughs> running into con- constantly running into better and better projects that get you more money and just doing them instead of ever touching that one that you agreed to back back way back when and then you know having it stretch out with the time for months and months because you just haven't been doing it like that's not good you know mm-hmm. that that's going to get noticed you know maybe they'll leave a bad review on your on your website <laughs> <laughs> i don't think i have anywhere to leave reviews so except maybe facebook you can leave reviews on facebook can't you well, I guess so. Yeah, I just got major deja vu then for some reason. Welcome back to that moment. Yeah, I, I'm. What moment was it? I'm spun out right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably the uh, the first beer in in two months. Yeah, the the first beer in in two thirds. Nice. Yeah. The um. I think we're doing pretty well considering. I mean, uh, socializing is going to be hard for people now because they haven't seen each other for a long time. So they got to catch up. I mean, we're we're always good because we good friends but you know but yeah i i just haven't be, seen anyone in, in yeah. so long that i don't know how to act socially anymore i'm a bit i'm a More bit interacting like, with people yeah, yeah a bit slow with stuff right now in yeah. terms of like the physical social uh etiquettes and you know uh, mannerisms that you that you typically give off no everyone is definitely. i think so yeah 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 i mean it's not too bad i reckon us dog walkers have it good because it's a pretty social activity and you're pretty removed from everyone else. You're pretty much just yelling at other people while your dog does some stupid stuff that you have to run and try and fix. So, yeah. you know, it's it's a, it's an isolated uh, activity no, which keeps a you a good distance from other people. But, you know, you also get to interact with people. It's been Squeege getting himself into some, some, some trouble, has he? Some shenanigans? Yeah. I don't think so. No? It's just that he's been going sniffing butts. He sniffs butts. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty standard dog. That's pretty standard dog. I, I think the issue now is that it's winter and it's raining and there's puddles everywhere and he loves getting in that. He absolutely <laughs> loves. Something all, about most dogs wet, just love getting dirty. All the wet leaves from that have just fallen from autumn. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like he comes home and I'm picking stuff out of his beard for the next three hours, you know, that I didn't know was there. I'll tell you what, it would be, it would be weird listening to this podcast if you're in North America or Europe. You know, because oh, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. you'd be you'd be thinking about like, what are we talking about? It's getting hot. Like, it's getting into summer right now. Like, you know, <laughs> when is summer in Europe? It's so confusing. It's now, it's it's com- now. we're coming into it. It's coming up. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just reversed to us, yeah. right? So we have we have um, Christmas in December. I mean, sorry, we have Christmas in summer, mm-hmm. whereas they have it in in winter. I haven't. I've never had a white Christmas. I don't know about you. Uh. I've had a winter Christmas. I can't remember if it was white or not. Well, I mean, I was, that's, that is a white Christmas though, right? I was in... You went far enough north? You I were in Copenhagen though, Italy for Christmas. Uh, one year. That'll do it. Yeah. Yeah, no, Italy's not going to snow, It wasn't snowing, think. but it was nice and cold and cool. I like that it was... It would ride up in the Alps though. It is like, funny that we're in north. Australia and we're singing all these like uh, bobsled songs. Not bobsled. Bobsled songs. Jamaican bobsled what team. A bobs- no, no. <laughs> bobsled songs. No, sled. Santa has a sleigh. You know, you know that kind of thing. Oh, um, jingle bells and all that shit. Jingle bells, yeah. yeah. We're yeah. not doing that yet. No, but we do do that. Oh, when it's... When yeah, it's okay. It, they're making all these references to winter to, yeah, to activities the, to the and stuff. Let it snow, let yeah. it snow. And we still yeah, sing all right. the same songs. There was that we one. Still, the Santa's still dressing up in this like real thick, you know, like... Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, what, what is that? 
poor supermarket Santa has to deal with that. What do you what do you call that material? Like um, the Santa material. Satin. I don't yeah, know. it's like what, satin it could or be something, any material, isn't it? Couldn't it? <laughs> no, no, it's like a velvet or something. You know, he's like, like got some a, special... he's got a red dressing gown on. Maybe some, is, with ma- some bonbons. Maybe it is some polyester cotton shit. I don't know. Anyway, sorry, what were you going to say? I don't know. Ah. <laughs> what do you mean? When? Oh, um, I don't know, a minute ago. Um, yeah, I don't know. Santa. Uh, Christmas. Something about the winner. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, had, that, we had that Australian Jingle Bells with the old Holden Ute. Do you remember yeah. that? The rusty Holden Ute. Yeah, yeah, like one cockatoo in a tree yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So instead of, instead of a sleigh, which you would have in any other country in the world, pretty much, because, you know, how many how many other countries are in our hemisphere and experiencing um experiencing a summer christmas not many so it would actually be pretty dope to go up to one of the mountains in a in australia and you know when it's snowing and mm. just kind of do like a christmas in july thing well i kind of i think it would be good in general because there's nothing good for us in winter you know it would be nice winter kind of it's kind of depressing uh, for a lot of countries, and it, and it would be nice to have Christmas in the middle of that because it's kind of a break from everyone hunkering down and not seeing anyone. You have this like nice family holiday in the middle of that. Mm. You know, I think that's a good break. Whereas with us, there's nothing. We just go away for winter and then we come back. I know I'm exaggerating. I no, but I mean, winter. I mean, there's basically there's two ways you can play it, and I think um in in both ways you're going to be spending a lot of money on on the holiday, right? But like you know, a lot of people go skiing and stuff, and you know. You're going to be squeezing into these these lodges up there, so there's going to be high prices on it kind of thing. It's a supply and demand thing. You know, it's winter, there's, there's snow out, so, you know, there's going to be a lot of people trying to get on the slopes. You know, you've got that. And then there's also, you know, people who just decide, no, I'd rather spend the same amount of money like flying out to, um, you know, Queensland uh, and, and just having a warm, you know, sunny time like in the middle yeah, of this how's winter that? shit. You can just leave winter and go to Queensland if you're in Australia. Just leave winter, yeah. <laughs> it's just like you just go a bit it's the north. same in a lot of places though, isn't it? Like mm. you could do that in Europe, like you go down to Italy or Greece or if you're in um, the United States, you go down to Miami, you know. I know, you I know people who do that. You don't escape winter if you go to Italy and you're in Europe. You go to Italian winter, right? Yeah, it's not but, the tropics. But, but here you it's go not the to tropics. the tropics. They don't have... You could go to Morocco. They don't have winter in North Australia. They have... They have wet season, dry season. It's just, you know, it's just You're tropical right. weather. It's tropics, yeah. Is yeah. it the Cancer or the Capricorn one? I don't know. I never know the difference. Well, sorry, what are you talking about? The Tropic of Cancer or the Tropic of Capricorn? I don't, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Don't you? You know you got the equator? Right. Um, well, there's like another line, you know, down, like, you know, a couple of latitudes. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the Tropic of... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Capricorn. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to make a claim there because uh, it could no, be no, either no, one I, of them. I have heard this. I think but it's Capricorn. I, I also don't know enough about this. Well, it's it's basically yeah. I mean, it's just that it's just the area. Like when you say the tropics, it's in between the Tropic of Capricorn and Cancer. They're both rings that go around the Earth, like just above and below the equator. Mm-hmm. Maybe it, the tropics takes up like a third of our planet or something like that. Maybe a quarter. Yeah. Right. You got the Arctic Circle and stuff like that as well. It's the same kind of thing. It's interesting. What's the reason Geography. for the seasons again? Is it the angle? The tilt. The tilt. Yeah. The tilt of the Earth. The twenty-three. What was it? Twenty degrees. Yeah. Twenty-three degrees. Twenty-three degrees. Yeah. Um, I was told in like grade three, the uh, the Earth is like further away in winter 
and then closer in summer. But you that, weren't told that. I was literally told that in like grade two or three by some dumbass teacher who didn't know his shit because that's not real at all. No, that's not real. That's not real at all. It's just that's insane. absolute nonsense. If that was the case, it would be the same season for everyone everywhere in the world all we, the time. We, but we knew the answer in 2002, 2003. Like it wasn't- So, you just got misled. I just got misled, I think. It wasn't like the food pyramid. It wasn't a complete abomination. But I can't but remember like who the teacher, teacher was. Like, I wish I could just like, you know, target this person, call them out right now on the Space Cadets pod right here. Just be like, <laughs> Mr. Such and Such. If you're learning from this person. <laughs> if that name is familiar to you. If how your about, son or daughter has a class with this 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 individual. How about the food pyramid? Cease though, and desist. The food pyramid? Yeah. What about it? Do you remember it? Is bread at the bottom? Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's like. You should be eating mostly. Mostly bread. Mostly bread. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. Oh, it's That's so a bit fucked up. Because uh, bread's just filled with carbs. It's not good for you. No, it's, it's it's not ideal. The reason people eat a lot of bread and a lot of potatoes is because it's um like easy to make huge like, like quantities of it that that when you you know you, the amount that you're eating it fills you up like a lot. You know, yeah. compared to, I don't know, vegetables. If you eat the same weight in vegetables or whatever, like it's not going to be as, I don't know. It's like, it's cheap and it's, it fills you up basically. Apparently there was some big conspiracy with that. Like there was some study done in America, um, sort of like of where people get their energy, nutrients, all that kind of thing. Like what people should be eating basically. And they pushed like this one study done by this one person and there was people opposing it like, that's not what you should be eating in general. This is what you should be eating. And like, I, I'm pretty sure, um, I don't know too much about this, but like that's where the whole food pyramid thing came from. It was just like this, there was this, there was this study done where they were trying to figure out what people should be doing with their, with their food. And they're like, this is a good example. But like, obviously it's not a good example. I'll tell you what, the it, food debate's one of the most heated ones on this planet. You know, it is heated. I'm, I'm, and I'm like feeling there's a, a lot bit. of there's a lot of pseudoscience surrounding food, mm. which is tricky. Because I'm a bit cagey entering this subject, to be honest, because I don't want to like make some claims that are incorrect. You know, we thought eggs were bad, and then we thought they were good, and then bad, and then good. You know, like it's this it's this whole like you know. We've been into food before. We've been into like uh, we've talked about uh, genetically modified. Uh, you know, grow your grow grow your own burger kind of thing. Big thumbs up to the genetically modified. Yeah. Food. I mean, how's that? Like that that whole anti-GM movement. There's a whole anti-GM movement whereas, that's not fair. Whereas like you wouldn't be able to sustain the world on GM food. It's straight up true. Like we're, we're talking about, you know, producing an amount of food that's going to sustain this, this population we have. You need to have continuous advances in technology that improve the amount of yield per square kilometer. You know, you just yeah. need that. And that's what genetically modified foods gives us you know yeah. uh, i mean people can people can be like organic and trendy if they want they can go buy uh like organic food but it's a luxury it's not it's not like a necessity it's not going to sustain the earth yeah so have you heard of vertical farms vertical farms yeah so it's like um hydroponics to the max oh yeah you know um so like the sort the sort of stuff that uh that people have been doing in uh you know, grow houses <laughs> for 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 decades is uh is now starting to become like a big deal in uh, places like Japan for just regular um vegetable growth. You know, like you have a lettuce farm and it's just inside a tower, and so just every level 
has um it's just decked out with you know tons of you know planners with lights and you know they just do it that way instead of um instead of actually having to grow it in soil outside yeah right sounds interesting so is it easier to because obviously in australia it doesn't really matter like we've got a lot of space is it just easier to control an environment there because you can pick like you one, get control of the environment. One particular spot that has a good environment for growing stuff and you can just build up. So, that's all going to have the same environment no matter how far you go. Well, I mean, it's hydroponic. So, you're taking the um, the natural effects element out of the equation and you're just completely having yeah, artificial right. effects instead. So, that has its own, you know, things to it. That would be good. I mean, you could get, you could get sources really close to populated areas as well. You wouldn't have to transport uh, things from farms that are miles away, you know. Hmm the cities so yeah yeah no it's 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 the kind of thing where it's like, even it, like it doesn't make sense to do it in australia because like you know we've got so we've much got space, space like we and we got no yeah but like population. europe or something like that you know japan like, japan japan's the leader in this japan is tiny isn't it they're tiny and they've got like 120 or 130 million people you know mm-hmm. and they're and they're like you know smaller than <laughs> victoria yeah you know I don't know what, what what are they really? Yeah, Japan's Japan's tiny. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know it's small. Is it smaller than us? Okay, let me let me actually get the statistics. I'm, on tr- I'm going to guess that it's longer than us, but it's not as much square square kilometerage. Three hundred and seventy-seven thousand square kilometers, and then Victoria. Uh, uh, Victoria. Area. Two hundred twenty-seven thousand. Okay, it's bigger than Victoria. Right. It's just it looks it looks smaller, but I think there's a lot of islands going on there with Japan. You know, like they've got like yeah a lot of extra. But it would be masses. the length that would be the main contributor to the area. It wouldn't be the islands. Mm. Surely. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. I it, it I would. It looks like from this that uh, Japan's basically 50% bigger than Victoria in total land area. Yeah, I mean, which is not much considering. Well, considering they've the got thirty million and we've got 10 million. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look at look at like Denmark, right? Like, that's really tiny, but they've only got like 5 million people there. That's like the size of Melbourne. Yeah. It scales. Yeah, I mean, numbers, hey. <laughs> numbers. Maths. <laughs> We're talking about the straight facts here on the Space Cadets pod. Information. <laughs> Get it here. Inject it into your brain. Mainline. <laughs> I've been going crazy with maths recently, man. I had like, uh, we're getting this new house and um, they sent us like how much it's going to be for, for, for rent per, per month. And I'm just like, oh, hang on a minute. We, I thought we agreed to this rate. Like, and I'm just like trying to do the calculation for going from weeks to the weekly and, rate yeah, yeah, yeah. to the monthly rate. And the, yeah. the thing is, like, it's not, like, straight easy. Because it's, it's not four weeks in a month. It's, like, 4.5 or something like that. Well, exactly. Close to, close exactly. to that. Uh, the, I, the average um, amount of days in a, um, in a month is 30.4. But you just start dividing it by the amount of weeks in a year. So, I mean, it gets easier when you start thinking about it like that. Well, that's it. You um, just scale it up and then scale it back down. So, I did that. Done. And then there was a discrepancy. And I'm like, what the fuck? They're like ripping us off by $7. So I like started writing an email reply, like calling them out on this. And then realized, hang on a minute. I haven't been specific enough. I need to do this by day. 
And so I did the maths by like, you know, to the day. So I worked out how much it's going to cost for us to rent this place on a per day basis. And I multiplied that out. Wait, $7 for you individually or you as a household? Yeah, as a household. Oh, Jesus, you're such an anal bastard. Uh, (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) That's what I realized. I'm like, no, I'm actually wrong and I'm being a dickhead. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so what, what was the difference going from weeks to days? What was the issue there? Well, that, it, that doesn't, that's that where doesn't, that discrepancy was matched up. But that doesn't change. I mean, there's always the same amount of days in a week. No, there, there was a discrepancy when we're, when when you're dealing with like the, the big numbers at the end. Like, yeah, I don't know. The, the difference is like 0.0002% or something like that, right? But but it was seven bucks. But it was a seven bucks. Interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess, the. I mean, obviously, year after year, what day is it today? The 15th of May. The fifteenth, the fifteenth of May isn't going to fall on a what, what what day is it? On a Friday every year, and so therefore there's some sort of overlap at the end of the year. Is every day of yours just the exact same? Yeah, like, no, I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit about the weekend. I don't care about anything. I just keep you just doing get stuff. up, get up at midday, eat some food, get into work for literally fourteen hours straight, and then uh, and then start winding down at two a.m. Watch something for two hours, <laughs> and then go to sleep and wake up and r- rinse and repeat. No, I've actually been trying to. I've been trying to do stuff on the weekends that isn't art. I've been doing music instead, which is kind of art. That's a good whatever. idea. Yeah. No, no, but it's that, like that's... We- weekends are for music during the week is for art. Weekends are for music and socializing during the weeks for art. It's a good way to do it. No, it is a good way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. You can't be you can't be too one dimensional with your routine. Yeah. I try to I try to go for a walk every day to try and break things up. Routine is good. I'm terrible at it, but I think it's good when I do adhere to it. Yes. Yes, that's true. If you, I, I find if I like start the day off wrong, like I don't abide by the standard routine at the start, then yeah. the whole day is just a mess, you know? Yeah. It's like if, if I do sit down and do something, I can't do it properly. And know? I think people get worked up. They're like, oh, no, I'm not good at routine. Like it's not something you're good at or bad at. It's just you just have to practice it and get yeah. better at it. Oh, that's it. Yeah. It's not like you're born to adhere to routine or not adhere to it. Like on some level, some people are better organized than other people, but I think the people who aren't organized can practice it and get better at it because I'm not naturally organized, I don't think. Mm. But I think I'm doing no, it right that's now. No, it's discipline is yeah. what it is. It's a, it's a muscle that needs to be worked. Yeah. And everyone's got discipline in some area. It's just because they're not interested in routine or whatever. They're not going to give I think discipline really needs to be taught. It really needs to be enforced like strongly, you know, in yeah. a way almost. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm kind of... I. You know, there was discipline, you know, when I was growing up, you know, in, in there. But like at the same time, like, sometimes I feel like there wasn't quite enough, you know. And maybe I'd be further ahead if I had a little bit more discipline, you know, where I am currently. But at the same time, it's at the end of the day, it's you. You have to be the one who's, you know, yeah, training right. that. So It's like uh, uh, the band we like, uh, Tool, the singer Maynard, he was in, um, uh, he was in the army for a while. And like he's a, he's an artist, but he's he sort of attributes all of his like it's more it's more lateral than you think. Like you, he attributes his discipline to that. Yeah, like that's what makes a me, lot of people do. And like it's you can go you can cross disciplines with that. You don't have to just be good at one thing. You can you can use your discipline that you've learnt doing that particular thing and take it into other areas of your life and do hundred percent do it there. Hundred percent. Maynard's a perfect example because he's like you know a full artist so that's like you know the complete opposite of the kind of things that you're using your discipline for in the military where yeah. you you know you're being disciplined in being on the watch and you know yeah 
uh, I don't know, whatever the service tasks are that they've got to do on a regular basis to keep everything. Yeah. I mean, art's, a, art's a weird one because it's kind of like uh, there's a bit of luck involved, but like I don't think there's always as much luck as you think. Like it's a lot of just like hard work, really. Mm. Yeah, no, and, 100%. And it's kind of like... It's a slog sometimes. Yeah, and... Um, I don't know. Well, well, yeah, because because people say like, oh, you know, like Beyonce, you know, why did she get famous? Like, oh, it's just like the the luck of the draw. Like, she probably worked really hard. And, yeah, and she like, worked really hard, and she was also like, you know, like she just like people who are up the top of that field aren't there for no reason. You know, that's absolutely true. Yeah, it's just like anything else. It's just this sort of some more like mystical theme around it because of the nature of it but i think it's no people being like well that's just completely random how that person got famous they're just they're just wrong like it's like no 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 there was a hell of a lot of work behind the scenes you know it took me 20 years to become an overnight success you know unless you're talking about like the double rainbow guy or something yeah that's a moment that's that's 15 minutes of fame though isn't it that's not the same yeah well who died recently emmanuel emmanuel told me about this very sad what the the that double, guy. the double rainbow guy died. He's 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 gone. Why do we? Uh, why do I even need that news? That's just that's just know, make me just sad, sad for no reason. Like, <laughs> god damn it! <laughs> you know, you know, Matt. All the emotions are important. You got to feel all of them at some point. Without the bad, you can't have the good. Just 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 be sad about it. Man, that's yeah. I mean, we got to keep talking. We can't end the podcast on that, so we're going to keep talking. For no, a no, 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 no. We can't. We can't. But, like, you've just reminded me of, like, you know... I think everyone's been sort of faced with their mortality recently, which is kind of interesting. Well, I mean, as as someone who's uh, just finished the Midnight Gospel on, on Netflix, I've, I've absolutely been uh, affected. <laughs> the last episode of um, of that, he's talking to... Because um, it, it's like a podcast, basically, the format of it. Um, Duncan Trussell, the main, the main guy, um, he's, like, actually doing a podcast with his mum, who is dying of of cancer it's like the most like world shaking thing i've seen like it really killed me yeah i mean a lot of people try and hide from that don't they yeah like uh you know that's something not to really really to be talked about it's just kind of death is kind of like the silent thing that happens yeah 100 percent. no one actually no one actually talks about that. i think the movie the the i'm sorry the episode prior to that um it was like he was having a a conversation like a podcast conversation with death um and you know, so it was all animated and stuff like that. But they were, it was just, it was just talking to someone who knows their shit, um, talking about like um, in the embalming process and like you know what happens when you die, like what what happens to your body, like you know who do you call, all that sort of stuff. I think it's good to be open about death because I mean, humans talk a lot of shit about a lot of shit they don't know about most of the time. And like one thing that's for certain is that you're going to die, and you just don't, yeah, you just don't talk about it, which is interesting. I think it's the biggest like unsaid fear. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because you know, <laughs> no one wants to, no one wants to talk about that, you know. And then a lot of people say like, "Oh, I, I don't fear death," but do they really mean it? Like, I don't, I, I don't really trust that, you know. Yeah, at face value. I'm, th- I think I, I don't know, because I feel like, like I've said that before, but I don't mean it. It's easy to say that when you're this old, when you're <laughs> yeah, when you're like yeah, exactly, when you're young, uh, when you haven't seen a lot of shit. Yeah, or well, not even that, just that you're not that close to it, supposedly. Yeah. So you don't, 100%. you're like, I don't fear death. It's just because you don't have to think about it right now. Yeah. No, a hundred percent. Yeah. You're like, yeah, no, it's, 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 it's crazy though. Um, cause you know, a lot of what's going to determine that is like your habits, right? So it's like, it's all about 
building good habits to avoid death, but a lot of people don't really get the, you know, that deep, deep existential dread until it's almost too late kind of thing to like to change the the unhealthy ways, so to speak. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's just the case. Uh, that's just how it's going to be for most people. And some people decide to change their ways earlier than other people. I mean, like kids eat junk food because they don't care and like it doesn't really affect them that much because they're young and they're, you know, but like at some point you realize you're like, I can't eat that now. No. I can't, I can't stay up that late anymore. No, I, yeah. Know? I'm with you. I'm already and at that, that point now where it's now, like yeah. if, I'm, if I'm, you know, trying to eat Maccas or something like that, it's just like, what, what am I doing? You know, like it's it's like it, like it not it, it's not that it hurts but there's um definitely doesn't hurt as much as having two beers after not having any beers for a month yeah well that's You're that's definitely pain. that's definitely hurting <laughs> I, can feel, I can feel that for sure <laughs> god damn i'm such a lightweight <laughs> i think it's actually a good thing though because it means i haven't been spending money on beers which is which is you know a costly enterprise if you're into it it is well anything is if you're into it too much you know, too much of anything is a bad thing. Too much of anything is a financial drain. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. This is true. Yeah. <laughs> and on that bombshell. <laughs> it was all profound. And, and on we that bombshell. All right. Thank you very much for tuning in once again to the Space Cadets pod. We've had a great time. Thanks for joining us for the first reunion episode. Re- reunion episode part we've, one we've had a good time we're a bit shaky we're not used to seeing other individuals in the flash anymore no i don't i don't get it I, why you why you just look too hd to me right now i can't handle this <laughs> there's no lag yeah no there's no <laughs> no it's good stuff no audio glitches we're happy to be back at in full swing so we'll see you guys next time and maybe we'll try and organize a video for next time i think that'll be good fun that could be fun. Awesome. 100%. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. Stay, uh, stay, stay true. Adios. Space Cadets Pod.